Hi, I'm Michael Hutchins from In Excess. Thank you very much for coming backstage with Access All Areas, okay? Hope you have a good time. Welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is Bee and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in Excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums and oh so much more. Well, hello, welcome to Inexos Access All Areas, episode 155, the podcast that aims to dive deep in all things about our Favourite band with a bunch of friends at Compadres and my partner B. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Plus we want to get them into the Rock Hall of Fame, I, I should say, add. you missed a little bit then. I know. I just want to prove we don't do the same intro week to week and cookie cut it, you know, because we would never do that with the patrons or anything, <laughs> would we, B? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> we would never go autopilot mm-hmm. on this, but... Um, how are you? Let's get straight in. How's your excess week been? Um, quite um, involved. <laughs> a lot going on. Yep. Things behind the scene that I can't talk about. Things that we can talk about. Yep. Um, we've we've gone ahead yep. and done um, some interviews. So that's going to keep me busy in between going to gigs and things. But the big thing that I want to tell you, are you ready for this? We yes. hit 120... 120- thousand downloads this week Fantastic. well that's a big credit to uh that one person out there who's listened <laughs> 120,000 times no that's a credit to everybody out there who's listened several times uh or to several episodes we thank you i do know big we're probably coming to the end of elegantly waste we we I'd say we've dragged this thing out a little bit we sort of uh, from a washing point of view we've sort of absolutely squeezed the uh the sponge However, we still think that, you know, 1997, you know, it's, it's sort of our, it's almost our goodbye to mine. And we don't want to let go. We don't want to say goodbye, but we have come up with hopefully some nuggets people have enjoyed, particularly, you know, last week we did, you know, talk a little bit about the, the, the tour or two weeks ago, but then we wanted to have the band talk about the tour and then people who listened to our show who went to the Elegantly Wasted Tour share their thoughts. So uh, we do hope that uh, you did enjoy uh, that because, um, again, you and I both never got to see the band on their last tour and hearing from the band themselves and fans who did experience it, uh, hopefully was a was a welcome uh, relief to some of us. Yes, and if you want to hear some more stories, they're, they're coming out um, all over the uh, socials now, so get onto our socials and you can read some. There were some nice ones as well about, oh, actually I got very jealous, a lady called Rebecca, I do believe, sat on Tim's lap in the back of a car. Gary Morris was screaming, get out of the car, and Michael said, it's okay, she can stay. <laughs> Fair enough. Michael trumps all uh, those under him, doesn't yes, he? Yes, and we'll get to hear a little bit more about how wonderful Michael is later. So, do you remember me pulling you up on blowjob last week? Well, the, it's some very dangerous territory here. Please do, <laughs> yes. Who was right or who was wrong? Because I, I, yes, yeah. yeah, you did, you did. I've had it confirmed. What? By Paul Buckley, really? okay? Right. Thank you, Paul Buckley, for going back because he was like, I thought I heard that as well. So I've had I've had an email confirmation from Paul Buckley. Ha, 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 he starts. Yep, 
B, it, I heard it too. Hilarious. I rewound and listened to it twice <laughs> and thought, oh, well, I guess he's just reading out what this guy had written about a groupie, maybe. Right. Okay. Well, um, Paul, you are the Oracle. I did see that email. Now I understand the context behind it, but uh, uh, what's any about my annex this week? Is that all right? <laughs> you just want to move on. Yes. Okay. We did want to move away from BJ's, <laughs> but uh, look, let's let's move on. Um, yeah, on a more serious note, uh, I had happened to go to the Ollie Olsen launch of his reissue of the Rooms of the Memory uh, track and uh, compilation and all the little add-ons and the vinyl, the CD release uh, last Saturday afternoon, B, and I... I did post and send a little video from a little get-together. I guess it's a French word. It's a little soiree. Yes. It was uh, between about four and six on Saturday. So uh, I popped in and uh, first of all, big shout out to Jane Gasso for putting that whole thing together and the actual fundraising exercise. Yeah, well done, Jane. Mm-hmm. There was a good sort of 40 to 60 people in the record store when I got there. Yeah. There was a queue lined up to uh, buy the vinyl editions, uh, buy the CD, um, Baxi single slash editions and some great bonus tracks and things on there as well. I uh, did see Bruce there, who I'll kindly thank in a moment for something that's going to help Ollie and obviously our listeners. Uh, I saw Jane there. Mick Harvey, who was actually uh, part and parcel of the recording. He was at the front signing uh, the albums and things like that. Bruce did kindly sort of say, hey, look, you know, if you do want to go at the back back of the store, Ollie is actually out the back. Happy to see people sort of, you know, one-on-one, et cetera there. You know, bless him. You know, he he's not in a good way. You know, you can sort of literally get a... Uh, uh, a first uh, person's account of the, of the illness that he's going through. And uh, he was definitely supported by, I think, his partner, Jane, there and, and a couple of other people there. Bruce, uh, I think, popped out and said, um, hey, Ollie, we both really enjoyed listening to the episode that we did uh, with Bruce on it. And Ollie shook his head with a big smile oh, well, uh, and had a cheeky comment that my brain has forgotten at this point in time. Uh, he did get some joy from listening to it all. Uh, I got a copy of the album signed for you, B, uh, along with one from Mick Harvey. Credit to Bruce. Uh, upon meeting Bruce on the day there, he hunted me down and gave me the actual copy uh, of one of the albums uh, with all the signatures on it, B. That's Richard Lowenstein through to Bruce, through to Ollie, um, everybody involved with the project themselves, Adelita, uh, in gold text, which is great because it's sort of got a bit of a black backing. Uh, and that edition will be one that we will auction probably after the uh, raffle finishes. Yeah, thank you to Bruce for putting that together for us and uh, again, we'll auction that off with all the proceeds going to Ollie's uh, foundation. So, um, yeah, it was sort of a uh, happy, sad occasion, yeah. obviously based on the obvious reasons, but it was great. And seeing the smile on Ollie's face, you know, through what was going on made it worthwhile. And, uh, yeah, kudos to everybody involved. Wonderful. I'm so glad you didn't go to the soccer or the footy that you said you were going to. Well, I did go to the footy and left early, oh, so that did. was my commitment right, to the podcast. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes, I did have to leave during yeah. the last quarter and then go to the venue, but uh, yes. Uh, well, I'd like to say on air thank you to um, Bruce again for getting that record together. I know that you were holding out for one person to get that signed and it was going to be signed on that day. So it all came together in the end and uh, I've been speaking to Bruce today and he's literally, he's, he's off to Japan in a moment as well. So he's he like, well, yes, he was the mentioning place. the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 going to see one of my bands that you thought weren't that good, but which I played the other day. What, Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> that was your room bomb. That was your, your attempt at a little uh, non-banger at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> that was my non-banger at the end, yeah. Right. Do you want people yeah, to come it? forward with their um, with their 97s or 98s? Um, that, that would yep. be good going forward anyway. Um, Sparks, mate. 
Sparks. Yes. Okay. Yes. He, he was saying something the other day about the band, etc. I can't quite remember the anecdote, but uh, yeah, he was very excited about heading over mm. there. Mm. Um, and it feels like at the moment, everyone we're dealing with in our podcast world has the uh, name Bruce. So it is a a, a cause for uh, major confusion, but uh, um, we will sort of uh, elaborate on that a little bit later. Well, do um, you want to mention the other Bruce, the email that we got? I will in a second. Because we definitely have to welcome our our patrons of the babies. These are... These are our lifeblood. So uh, off the top, we know we don't rehearse thing or cookie cut this thing or go to go to tape. Off the top of your head, B, reel out all the patrons we have. Bang. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. Let's welcome our honorary members. Tim Farris, Nick Eagle, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkin, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones and Paul Jolie. Our patrons, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Lisa, Yvonne, Amanda H, Amanda V, David, Tracy, Paul Buckley, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim, Kelly, Jackie, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Tracy, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, Stefan, Andrew, Georgie, Stephen, Keisha, Mark, Vern, Lachlan, Mandy, Rachel, Nick, Sula, Amy, Diana, Paul Penbury, Paul Big Bridges, and Alicia. Our special mentions are to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John A. Vink, Michael Spriggs, Glenn Davis, Paul Boozy, and Jay Finlinson. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. All right. Well, speaking of Bruce, uh, we did get a, a lovely email from uh, a Bruce that I've got in the news section, B, so I will hold off from Bruce Christensen. Yes. But today, we've got another Bruce who's going to be the subject of our topic today that uh, yourself and uh, Danielle had a chance to chat to, uh, I guess, yesterday in terms of our timeline. Uh, actually, no, sorry, Sunday, wasn't it, I think, our timeline. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, go off and deal with children's uh, sports on a Sunday morning, but you found the commitment to get up early and but to have a great chat with a Bruce Colin, along with Danielle from Florida, who was our guest uh, presenter with you. Uh, and Bruce was a guy who was the producer and putting the whole sort of early and wasted video together, B. But over to you to give a few little snapshots on that. Yes. So um, I got in touch with um, Bruiser via a guy called Aaron. And I want to say hi to Aaron because Aaron couldn't make the interview. Yeah. What a great, lovely, humble guy. Um, You'll get to hear um, in how much he was involved. So busy back then in 97 because videos were just being pumped out for MTV. And it sounds like... um, that Bruce was like right at the front of this and working with some amazing artists and incredible um, producers and um, cinematographers and and he'll name them all what are they later. Called? Yeah, you know. What are they called? Cinematographers. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> People who uh, clip the camera. Okay, cool. Cinematographers. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So we'll we'll get to hear um, how we met the band and how it came about and about the sh- how the set was made and. 
all sorts yep. of lovely goodies. Um, it's it's st- stay with it. It's um interesting. It only goes for twenty minutes, guys. So um, it's packed a in. Short one. A little short one. Yeah. And there might yeah. be um another little um book coming out your way as well. Okay. Awesome. All right, B, without further ado, let's go to the topic of the week. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. And now it's time for topic of the week. Well, I'm joined today by Bruce. Hi, Bruce, all the way in Florida. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, elegantly wasted video that you were part of the production. So back in 1997, you must have been very young. Yeah, I was in my mid-20s. So that must have been pretty special to uh, be working on In Excess's music back then. Yeah, well, we, you know, back in the day... Um I didn't get a lot of, a lot of choice in the bands that I get to work with. Basically a job would cut up and whatever type of music it was or uh, band that even bands that I wasn't necessarily familiar with, we'd get opportunities and, and we'd take the job. So when you get a band that you already love, Devil Inside, a huge fan of that song and uh, I just really enjoyed their other videos. So getting that opportunity, it was great. I suppose um, they'd had a little bit of quiet time in between this album and Full Moon Dirty Hearts and that Michael had changed his appearance a lot. So was that a bit of a shock to you when you saw the black hair compared to, you know, the golden curls that he had previous to it? Not really. The way the job came up, it was it was very unusual because normally we have two to four weeks to prep a job and um, do all the pre-production. But in this case, Walter Stern was the director. He was with a production company based in the UK. And I got a call and uh, I think the band was in Los Angeles at the time. And they needed to shoot in like two to four days, something like that. So I basically, because of the time difference, I basically was awake for, you know, four days straight in order to get this job prepped and get everything done for it. Because we had the clients who were in the UK. So before they flew out, we had two days, you know, I'd be in nighttime, I'd be on the phone, you know, finding out what Walter wanted, talking, Walter talking with their production team and getting everything prepped. And then during the day, I'd have to handle all aspects of the production in California. So working with the crew and getting the photography uh, department, the art department, and locations and permits and get everything uh, ready for the shoot. So, um, it was uh, it was crazy. It was a lot of work and very short time. Yeah, so it's a lot of work. So the, even pre-production, you're, there you are getting location shots and everything. And what a cool place that was. Well, the set that we shot at, uh, the main, the airport-like set, that was built um, by our art director, Tim Warman. I think Tim actually did the production design. Nigel Mitchell wanted the art director. Um, but they built that. From from basically scratch, they put that set together. Wow. Okay. What was the concept? It was an airport scene. It was very surreal. There were a lot of surreal aspects to it. And there's lots of um, models <laughs> looking pretty elegantly wasted and um, shifty as well. This band walking in and then Michael sort of all over them and drinking coffee. <laughs> 
and rolling around on the floor. But it's very cinematic and stylized. It's beautifully captured. Yeah, well, the cinematographer um, was Eric Allen Edwards, and he's um, he's just a world world renowned cinematographer. He uh, shot knocked the mile proud of the bite out of this. His resumes pages long, yeah. um, and he's done a lot of music videos for me. So he was my first call, and Walter said he wanted to can't come up, come out and shoot. Actually, I think I pitched five cinematographers. And once Walter saw his resume, it's real. He knew his work already. Of course, mine probably not going to be that. It sounds like a big production with a lot of people that had a lot of um, experience in this. And it must have been a lot of money <laughs> to produce these. For that time, it was it was a nice size budget. I think it was around 125 to 200, somewhere in that area. Wow. Uh, I know there was another part of it. I don't know if they went back to the UK to film it or if they went some to another state. I think that NXS might have been on tour at the time. And that's the reason they, for having to shoot so quickly. And they wanted some additional conceptual footage. Um, I think you see, you see the stuff that, that's in sort of like the surreal airport setting. But then you have the stuff that's like outside that like stereo footage. Well, you actually touched on a question I had. I was wondering how the, the meshing of kind of collided, as you will. Part of the video is part of the album concept. And then you've got the airport lounge. So I was just wondering if, you know, that was on purpose done like that, or like you said, because they, you know, only had a certain amount of time. Yeah, you know, I, our original plan, we were going to film a little bit of exterior stuff. And we were going to try and do like a second unit um, and try and get some stuff done to between the time that they uh, arrived from Walter and his team arrived from the UK um, until principal photography. And we just ran out of time. We couldn't get the location secured and the permits in time. So it's something that they had to do afterwards. So they had to do some pickup days. And so wardrobe, was that brought in or was that their own clothes? They had their own clothes, their, their own stylist. We had a stylist. Gretchen Patch did a lot of work for me. I'm not sure if she did that project or it might have been Kathy Cooper. And then said, whoever it is is going to smack me up the side of the head for not remembering. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago and I was doing, you know, a video um, every single week. So the 90s were really busy. It's a long time ago. Yeah. So back then, how many videos a, a month were you doing or, or yeah? Four, four to six videos a month. Whoa. Okay. So who who have you uh, done videos for? Did I see Elton John? Elton John, wow. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, How's it like working with Elton? Ah, uh, it was great. Was he a diva back then? He, yeah. Well, he had his moments. He was, he's great. His team is great. Um, and he's Elton John. That's another one that, you know, when I talked earlier about not being able to pick the bands I get to work with, when I got the call for Elton John, I just almost dropped. I was so, you know, excited and uh, was from the video blast. And it was another situation where it was a client who was in the UK and they wanted to fly over. Uh, Elton was on tight schedules. So he had basically four hours he could give us. Four hours. Yeah. And so, so we shot the band performance and the conceptual footage was shot in the UK. Uh, I think they have like some animals and some models. And there's a lot of special effects and it's sort of like a mystical, like uh, another one to surreal type video. What song was that then? Blessed. 
Cranberries up there? Yeah, cranberries. I did the. Uh, I produced the ridiculous thoughts video, and you know, Elijah wore it. That was a lot of fun. Oh wow! And then, Elijah uh, was really young then. Yeah, he was. He was just, just, uh. he was just starting to break, and he was just brilliant. He was uh, fantastic. Total pro. So, who is your favorite to work with? In excess. My favorite in excess. <laughs> they, yeah, they were. Yeah, great. They were good. <laughs> they they were one of the tops. When you get on set, and the days go by so quick, and there's so much to do. It's like there's not a lot of time to like chit chat and to maybe like crack a joke. And you know, at the craft service table, you meet for a quick cup of coffee, and you know, sort of like make a joke with somebody, and then talk about the weather, and then you know, it's off to the next task. So I, mean, I have a lot of great experience. I sort of, in my book, I, I write about a lot of the experience. And I don't believe I wrote the story of that excess to be a there, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, what's this book all about? Uh, it's uh, called Broadcast Quality Motion Picture Production. And it's basically a film book for students, amateurs, um, semi-professionals, professionals, and it covers filmmaking A to Z. And it's basically um, takes you through the five different phases of production, beginning with development and then through pre-production, production, post-production, and then marketing and um, uh, distribution covers everything from crews to equipment, budgeting, writing, and then it covers the different genres and different um, types of films, uh, whether it be a music video or commercial or short film or feature film. It goes over unions, working with unions. And so is it like a handbook for people that want to get into the industry? But, but I don't want to sell it short because it's got, I think it's got three, an appeal to three different types of uh, markets. There's definitely for beginners who are looking to learn how to um, become a filmmaker. Definitely covers that. Then also for semi, I mean, for professionals and semi-professionals, there's also some things that I think they would find useful. Some things that you know maybe they hadn't haven't learned at this point of uh, their careers. And then of course, and there's just sections where I sort of talk about the stories of you know of some of the things that happen behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, we all want to know. Yeah. <laughs> How can we get a copy? Is it on Amazon? Yeah, there's Amazon, there's Perfect. ebooks on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Kobo and Walmart. And then you can get uh, either hardcover or paperback on Amazon. Fantastic. Oh, great. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can buy a copy and get you to um, autograph it for us. Oh, Adam. absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Yeah. Danielle, do you have some questions? Well, I just wanted to know uh, what NXS was like to work with, but I think Bruce already uh, answered that <laughs> for me. So. 
Yeah, they were terrific. We didn't have a lot of deep, heavy conversations about anything important, mostly just like jokes. No diva-like experience, right? No, they were amazing. Great, great guys to work with. They, they remind me of like working with the Afghan Wigs. That, you know, they're just a great band, down-to-earth guys. It's so great when you have these bands that you share on the radio and uh, that you respect and you love their music. And then you meet them and they're just so, they're down to earth and they're kind and you know, they have like the same, you know, concerns you have, you know, whether it be uh, weather or wh- whatever, you know, it's, and they just want to crack jokes and laugh and have fun. And, and it's, you know, it's just really great when you have those experiences. That's the NXS we know and that's why we love them. Everybody that we've had on the show has had so much respect and says the same thing, that they're just humble and very talented. Yes, humble. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Humble and very talented and, uh, yes. yeah, and fun. <laughs> yeah. going to ask about the women in the video like you were talking about they looked a little elegantly wasted so uh just wonder what the uh, concept <laughs> behind the women yeah did you have to pick that did you Bruce <laughs> yeah well we have the casting we couldn't have a typical casting where you know you um look at photos and then you bring the um cast members back for uh for a callback because of the time difference because Walter was coming from the UK there were just wasn't time between when we needed when they arrived and when we needed to shoot I think we did a lot of the casting from photos it was just it was very surreal that's the best word I can use to describe it it was sort of I think like a lot of lyrics and excesses lyrics, um, there's metaphors and the dab. Well, that, that you're just getting into the question that I want to ask. So there is a myth that Michael re-recorded Elegantly Wasted and put in the lyrics better than Oasis. Was that ever mentioned? No, uh, no, I can't. Um, uh, no, I don't know. Don't I mean, recall that. Hayden and I found some footage um, last week, um, so we have been able to um, put pay to that to um, see what Michael's reaction was when he was asked about it. So that's um, a bit of fun there, yeah. That's interesting. It was a might of, might not of. I actually also um, read that this song was written after a night out with Bono um, and when they'd been out on the town together, uh, yeah, it's only recently I found out that that was the reason that he'd been out on a night out with uh, U2's Bono and d- decided to write Elegantly Wasted. So I wonder if it was Bono that was Elegantly Wasted, Beans Michael wrote it. Yeah, well, I know that, you know, Walter and um, I thought they definitely, they collaborated on the concept. 
Uh, again, with it being such a short time period, um, I know that there were a lot of changes. Yeah, Walter being just such a genius artist as he is, I mean, there were things that he saw. Uh, Michael as well, you know, pointed things out. As the video progressed, there were definitely changes. And uh, the way, I think the same thing the way people, when people write music, it evolves and it changes as you get into the recording studio. pretty hands-on then with the actual storyboarding of it. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I just think the girl that he was munching on the arm is probably one of the luckiest girls in the whole wide world. Yeah, I know they had a lot of fans. They had a lot of fans there. There were a lot of people um, who were very happy to be there. So uh, not just any cast and the crew as well. I'm sure. Uh, there was a lot of stargazing and but um, you get busy and uh, you got to get back to work. So so there's no sort of party after like a rap party of like, yeah, it's complete or anything. It's just like roll on to the next one. Yeah. For you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely right on to the next um, job. I was actually in the middle of a job. I was working on with the director, Francis Lawrence, on the project. I wasn't sure who the band was, but we're, we, I went straight on to another one. I think it might have been Omniscience. It was just one video after another. I can't believe you didn't, you slept for four days. Yeah. I just can't even imagine doing that. Yeah. One day is enough. Well, it's one of the jobs. I think film is one of the jobs where it, it, it's okay to take, to actually take a nap during work. You know, you just get to a point yeah. where everybody's working so hard, especially night shoots. You know, the next day, you, it's not unusual to see some being low, getting a quick, you know, 20 Z's, just get that power nap, the 20 Z's and and then you're right back to work. Yeah, wow. So what projects are you on at the moment? Are you still working? Yeah, well, I'm basically, um, <laughs> yeah, the book and I've got a bunch of things in development. I've tried to, you know, sort of move my direction more into um, features and I'm trying to do more feature work now. So um, I've got a few scripts right now like that. Well, good luck with those. Let us know how you go. We'll plug them when they come out. I can't thank you enough for being um, part of that production or being head of that production, I should say. It, it was just a beautiful cinematic, so easy to watch. And Michael looks amazing. Makeup and the, the everything is perfect. So thank you very, very much. Ah, you were, I worked with some genius people. You know, Walter Stern, um, uh, Eric Allen Edwards, Tim, Tim Mormon, uh, Nigel Mitchell, A.R. Larkey. Um, there was just a tremendous team on um, all the project, Bill Boyd. They all did a great job as they always do. Yes. And a big thank you to Aaron <laughs> for bringing you to me. Uh, can I ask you a question? Oh, oh, okay. It's just I hear about getting NXS into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How can I help as a fan? What can I get? 
What can you do for us? Okay, well. <laughs> Should I like and subscribe something? Oh, or? yes, there is. Yes, we, we, we've we got um, our sister team. Um, it's called um, Induct in Excess. There's a petition going, so you can definitely push that around and get some signatures on that. Um, what What's the figure on that, Danielle? It's over 15,000. 15,000, sorry, over 15,000 signatures on there at the moment. So we do need more because the fan vote does help. Um, if you know anybody in the industry, um, just want in excess talked about as much as possible. They've not ever been nominated, ever. Oh, that's crazy. Which is shockingly crazy. Yeah. Um, every year we expect some sort of acknowledgement, but we don't get anything. Um, but uh, we do realise, you know, we're humble to sit back and go, we know there's plenty of other bands and artists that do need to be in there also. Then it's great that some of these 80s and 90s artists are getting in there. But I live in Australia, so In Excess are played a lot. But In Excess are played all over the world on radios every day. You know, you hear it on in, in movies and, and yes. not to be acknowledged to get into the Rock and Roll of Fame is absolutely shocking. So, yeah. yeah, if you want to um get the word out, but once this this um episode's out, perhaps you might want to share your episode in oh, that yeah, absolutely. as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Be we very- have a newsletter as well, which is very informative and, and that's headed by Danielle. And that goes out every week. And there's always, we have in excess news and competitions and profiles and what happened on this day. We're, we're pretty, we're pretty active. We're a pa- active, passionate bunch of in excess fans. We're definitely into in excess. Yeah, good. <laughs> How do I sign up to the newsletter? And Danielle, well, um, you can. Go, I'll send you our website, and I'll send you the the page link, and you can just um, go onto there. And you Terrific. can also go to our website. And uh, once you go to our website, uh, nxsaccessallareas.com, area, uh, we've got a little area that you can go back and read some of our old newsletters. But we would love for Bruce to be a subscriber. Uh, I would love. Her. It's great. Fantastic. Okay. Well, good luck with the book. Thank Let you. us know more. Um, We'll, we'll send you our address so you can send us a copy, signed copy, and mm-hmm. maybe some of the fans might want to um, get a hold of that and we can auction that one off as well. That would be awesome. Well, okay. and I just want to say thank you, Bruce, for making such a gorgeous video. We, we, oh. we appreciate that one. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Really great to meet you, Wendy's. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Goodbye. This is Danielle. This is Lori. And this is Foxy. We're the Newsreel Babies. Please subscribe to our newsletter at nxsaccessallareas.com. Well, I'm B. Well done to Danielle jumping on there. She's, uh, she was like a glove, wasn't it, B? She fitted really nicely. And uh, well done to you guys. Uh, extracting some good info from uh, from Bruce. Yeah, sounds like you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it's nice having Danielle on. It was lovely. She's really uh, bloomed, doesn't she? Um, <laughs> oh, there's some great bits there. All the no sleeping for four days to get that done. So quick turnaround because they were in the in the UK and flying over to America. God, it was yeah. been so exciting, though, wasn't it? Being young and yeah. in that industry. Mm. Well, it's interesting, you know, the dates around that time. We know that uh, this has sort of been the last week or two where Wembley... 38, 39 years ago was celebrated in terms of uh, Live Aid and then uh, Wembley in terms of an excess 32 years ago. And the day after Wembley, they went and filmed, uh, well, actually went and recorded Shining Star. 
the band, you know, had such a work ethic and such, you know, a, a discipline. You know, if they weren't recording, they were touring, they were touring, they were traveling, if they weren't traveling, they were playing. Uh, it was such a juggernaut uh, of work ethic, which uh, uh, I'll bring up a little bit later in our podcast news. But, um, yeah. And yet another man that's worked with or another person that's worked with them who says they were just such fun, kind, down-to-earth men, you know? It's just yeah. like it's no one says anything bad about the band. Maybe the manager, I'm going to have to find, have to find some dirt out there because this is becoming it, too much of a loving, isn't it? I know. You know we, oh, those, we're going to have to find... Did someone say to, that to us? Someone sent us an email and said, let's let's, let's do a, a horrible one on them or something. Uh, uh, <laughs> what was it? To the anti-NXS podcast. The anti-NXS okay. podcast episode, oh, yeah. Maybe a tongue-in-cheek, find some dirt <laughs> or find some negatives, okay? We'll... Well, we'll see how we go with that. But um, oh, can can I just well, mention that um, Bruce mentioned yep. his book there? So if there's any um, budding filmmakers or videographers, which I can't say, um, that I think this book will be quite a handbook for you guys. I, I'm quite interested to read it as well because I'm sort of like touching on that um, just from a hobby point of view. But it sounds like he's got such a wealth of knowledge that. Know, yeah. And he's going to sign us a copy and um, send it to us, and um, and we'll raffle that off at some point. Fantastic. All right, B. Well, what's the time for now? It's time for the news. Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. All right, well, because the album sort of drifted out of the charts, we've been able to replace a little bit of chart news with podcast charts. So big shout out last week, as we said, to the Aussie listeners who uh, made us a top five podcast listen last week. So thank you to you guys again. But uh, this week, we want to do a bit of a shout out to the people of Norway. We're sitting at 18 in the Norway charts, and uh, it's nice to see the NXS have taken on the uh Aha Boys uh, 38 years later, B. Yeah. Well, the sun doesn't always shine on TV. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, moving on, a couple other things. Uh, John Stevens, he has announced Pete another leg of his NXS slash Noiseworks Greatest Hits tour, okay. which uh, looks like it's kicking off, pardon the pun, in September. Uh, and John's a guy sort of, I guess, toured heavily in Australia and New Zealand. So, check your local sort of dates for that. Along with that, there's still plenty of uh, cover show gigs, both in Australia, the UK, and America, uh, and even Canada. So keep uh, your eye to local cover gigs. Also, too, a bit of a shout out. Uh, I did come across my desk, B. Uh, our collectibles were like this. I don't do a lot of collectible news, but there is a very, very rare Bitter Tears 12 inch promo copy floating around eBay at the moment. There's only one copy, I think, left. It's only going for £20 at the moment, and it is sort of a white label type promo. Uh, Etc. There and it does come under the sort of the banner of uh, why tears are bitter. So it was sort of a, a promo 12-inch type version of a bit of tears that I've never seen before. So I'm putting it out there to the collectibles amongst our community. Get on eBay. It may be something for 20 pounds that no one else in the world has, but but you. Speaking of Bruce's earlier B, we did have another Bruce who gave us a very nice review. Uh, Bruce Christensen from uh, New York C as New York Center Music Scene Blogout. That's his uh, page there. And he gave us some very, very nice words and uh, has been in email contact with us, B. Anything about Bruce Christensen you want to mention or add to? Send a reply. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yep. That's very, very kind of you. If you do want to write a v- review for us, best place to write them is onto our Facebook page. There's a part, part at the very top where you can put reviews. You can put them onto our website quite easily. And also you can write a review onto Apple Podcasts and everyone gets to see them. So yeah, if people see them, then 
we'll get more listeners and then we can get everyone into And look, we welcome the good, bad and the indifferent oh, ones, just the indifferent not too ones. Bad. Just you know <laughs> it's just just find a little bit of love in there, it's always Please. nice. Also too, there's a great site out there called Music Board. Uh, there's a great little uh, review on Listen Like Thieves and Shabu Shabar. I think the Shabu Shabar one's back in May and the, and the Listen Like Thieves one's been in July. But these are a bit more than fans, I, I think. But um, there's a good retrospective review on those albums and what they mean to people. Today, B, I happened to download and find when I was scaring my news across the internet uh, a great podcast called the Curmudgeon Rock Report. Now, do you know what the word curmudgeon means? Something like my husband would say. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, probably in Australia, we would say something like, oh, you silly old fart. Right, okay. Right. So a curmudgeon's normally <laughs> the person who grizzles and whinges away. The two guys in the Muppets, Stadler and Waldorf, who sit up high, they're a couple of old curmudgeons, okay? Right. This particular podcast is a, it was fantastic. It's basically writing the roles of uh, or inaccuracies of bands that maybe have, uh, you know, been sort of laid to bear. So- they got they started their podcast off with about six myths that they demyth about in excess, which it's almost echoes the podcast we did about podcast three or four with us. Ninety five percent of the podcast is great. There's a couple of sort of technical inaccuracies in terms of some stuff, you know, i.e. Michael got hit in Amsterdam when it was actually I think in Copenhagen. A few little minor things. And maybe their reviews of Full Moon and Allegedly Waste so were a little harsh, but um ninety ninety five percent of the podcast was, you know, I guess really quite um similar to the tone that we have and about sort of examining the real facts of what NXS were versus maybe what the zeitgeist had said negatively. So I do encourage people to go check it out. And I think the next episode actually after the one that I listened to is on REM. So uh, it's definitely worth a, a listen and I really enjoyed it. Probably kicks off in about the 18 minute mark where they go into the NXS career. So a lot of the other stuff is a little bit preamble. Also too, it sounds like us, doesn't it? We do a bit of preamble. We do. Also, too, there's a great uh, site called Old Time, Old Time Music Site that does a really good uh, analysis of the song Mystify and what it means in terms of its lyrics and its, and its meaning overall and its context and, and just the effect on the listener. Um, I really value people having a, a listen to that one. Also, too, B, I'm going to examine this one with you. There was a tweet that you sent out last week about Johnny Depp. Now, I understand the Twitter world very well, or I don't know if it was a Facebook post or whatever, but... You posted something that had a million looks. Is that right? Oh, you want to explain to the averages about the mm, Johnny Depp? Mm. Yeah, give us a rundown there. There was a there was a Johnny a lot of Johnny Depp articles about him playing Michael or something, wasn't there? Mm. I thought we talked about it last week, but I can easily talk about it again. So um, yeah, so back in two thousand and six, Johnny was asked if he'd been asked to perform um, in a film um, about Michael, and it was a myth. And um, it's all it's all gone it's gone viral now, and people are saying, "No, he's too old," and everything. Like, no, this is from two thousand and six. Been shared over five hundred times, and it's had over um, a million and a half views. So oh, we want to say, Johnny. yeah. So we want to say hi to all the listeners that have come our way from that post. Do you remember the Sergeant Slick? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did yep. did you? If you go to our newsletter that's coming out um, this week, um, it went out a couple of days ago, there's the article, it's been found by somebody and um, it's really cool how it all came about because it went off in Ibiza over the summer in the okay. end, beginning of July. So yeah, it's going to uh, hopefully help get in excess um, recognised even more so. Transit, photo skating, blood and glass, three points of green.
Definitely, we've got some birthdays to acknowledge this week. Now, love a good birthday, but uh, you know, again, a lot of lot of action happening around these parents' homes around November last year. We've got Mick McNeil from Simple Minds, the original sort of band member. Uh, his birthday this week. Uh, the late Chris Cornell would have been 59 this week. Kim Carnes, Bethany Davis Iceby, uh, 77 this week. Emerson Hart, the lead singer of a band called Tonic, who had a couple of hits in the late 90s, a uh, good band, uh, 54. The late Kim Fowler, producer, raconteur, singer, uh, particularly involved with the uh, Runaways uh, rock group back in the day. He would have been, uh, I think, close to 84, I think, uh, this week if he was alive. Cat Stevens, everybody loves Cat Stevens, 78 this week. Jim Martin from Faith No More, a fantastic musician, 62. Eric Bazillion, okay, not Brazilian, ladies. Okay, Eric Bazillion, okay, turned 70. He was in a band called The Hooters, enough said. A quick little happy birthday, didn't quite hear from last week. Uh, an extra happy birthday to Carmen, uh, one of our lovely original patrons who uh, had her birthday last week. Big shout out to you, uh, Carmen. And last, last, last of all, a little bit of a negative, but um, a particular homage, uh, valet to Helena Christensen's late father who passed away, and she put a, a lovely picture post out with her father and Michael, um, almost like they're together again. Uh, valet to Mr. Christensen. I don't have his first name, but uh, uh, valet to him, B. Yes, that was beautiful. And she says, I hope you are laughing yeah, together yeah. up yeah, in yeah. heaven, which is lovely. I would like to add there was another lady that's passed away, quite quite young in a way. She was only 79 and her name was Jane Birkin. Do you remember that lady's name? I do. do you know she her? inspired the yeah. Birkin bag. Is that right, Bea? She did. And I will love to tell you a few stories. Yep. So, yes, that. Uh, first of all, um, the Birkin bag, how that came about, she had a plastic bag and, and she got all her things in it and she was on the aeroplane and who was she sitting next to but Mr Hermes. And Mr Hermes said, why have you got a plastic bag? And she says, there's no designer bag out there to fit all my things in. So he designed the bag for her. So yes, that bag goes for something like $10,000 now if you want wow. one of those bags. But um, the, the part that I remember, not only for her beauty, but was for the song Just Hem. Which one? Je Hem. Remember that French 19th? I even think that Michael has referenced it and said, whenever we knew that song was coming on, we knew mum and dad were at it, so they would like leave. Knowing being post-production, we won't even have that song appear over while we're speaking right now. So, uh, look forward to hearing that. Yeah, I think she was 76, by the way. But, uh, oh, she's innings, only 76. Uh, well done to Jane. Oh, yeah, sad. Still too Very young. Very sad. But, you know, yeah. left a mark on society. All right, Pete, well, that's the news of the week. Hey, this is Paul Jolly from Sydney, and this is The Big Rat. All right, B. Well, that's a bit of a bob eye and elegantly waste. That's a wrap. You reckon? There might be more. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, never know. But uh, look, yeah, we've done a, a quite a big 1997 theme recently, and we will get onto the tough couple of weeks coming up. But uh, we are excited that we can sort of share with our listeners that we will uh, have uh, some interviews that, you know, one or two of these may have already been in the can, B. But uh, uh, looking forward to having Greg uh, Pirano, Michael's best friend, come onto our show to talk about Michael and. He's going to be ably supported with Richard Simkin, who was obviously uh, a great contributor to us over the journey. And also Nui Takoa from the Herald Sun, the guy who was the last interviewer to interview Michael, will be coming on the show too. So a little bit of uh, special guest features coming up the next couple of weeks, Pete. Excellent. I can't wait to uh, hear about those and have some uh, time with them. Um, I also want to say, 
if you are in Brisbane, I hope to see you there because I'm going to be in Brisbane watching Don't Change. And next week, I'm going to be going down to the NXS um, Australian show down in um, Sydney. So, yeah, get your tickets, everybody. And don't forget, if you come, become a patron, if you buy one ticket, you get one free for both gigs. Excellent. All right. Now, as I said earlier in the show, we've got the Ollie Auction. Uh, Ollie Auction. Ollie Olsen the Ollie Auction. The Ollie Auction. The Ollie Olsen Auction. It's a tongue twister. Uh, we're coming up in the next three, four weeks, but we've got our raffle first that we're dealing with. And thank you to all the people so far have been tipping in uh, for their raffle tickets. Uh, Bee's uh, put her finger up like she's joined the raffle. You can't win B, sorry. B, any updated news on the raffle for people who don't know what's going on? It's going very slow, everybody. So if you want to get on board, I'm sure that you've got in for um, to, to win this because there's not many tickets being sold. So yeah, like we said, we were going to leave it right until, what, another six weeks. I think we wrote it on the ticket. So it'll be um, coming out on the August the 31st. So my little one that I like is obviously the guitar pick from Kirk. Um, the purple guitar pick. And I know that there's a couple of collectors that have already said to me they haven't got that one in their collection. So All right, babe. Well, that's, let, that's let, a let, winner. Let me sizzle this sales pitch, okay, out there. All right. For what, 20 bucks a ticket? Yes. Okay. In, a, in this thing, you get a uh, a cotton, uh, what's the, the thread of that particular gun? Oh, satin, darling. Satin, that's right. You get a satin uh, in excess, uh, what, Access All Areas Wembley Pass, is that right? Or a yes, backstage pass? X to nineteen ninety. Okay, yes. you get signed uh, guitar plectrums from Kirk and who else? It's not signed, but it's a it's a guitar plectrum. Yes, okay. it's not signed. Okay, and a sticker from Kirk's collection. Yep. And then we've got the um, just keep walking um, seven inch, which is a forty five with scratch on the B side, and that um, cover has been signed by Tim Ferriss. Right. And okay, Kirk that's the killer Gilly. part of the package, guys. Everybody, it's signed vinyl, seven inch single of Just Keep Walking in the original sleeve with Tim's signature on it. That's the the, the big ticket item with everything else as a, as a backup. Uh, and Kim Kim, and Kirk. Kim, yep. Kim and Kirk have signed it. Kim and Turk. Kim and Turk, okay. Turk and Kim. Kim and Turk have Turk signed it. Turk and Kim, yeah. all right. Kirk and Tim <laughs> have signed it. So there you go. You're going to get a signed edition of one of the original singles there. So that's the big ticket item. The other stuff is a little bit of fluff added on. All right, B, we're going to go with the tribute song uh, befitting a couple of things. One, our special guest, Bruce uh, Coleman earlier, who did, uh, I think, mentions throughout the uh, the interview, B, I believe, that uh, Devil Inside was his favourite version or favourite song, I should say, of the NXS back catalogue. And because it's July, because it's uh, Wembley uh, 32 annual year celebration, we're going to go with Devil Inside, which was the very last song played of the night. And I love the devil, the devil. Okay, there we go. Uh, and we're going to go out with that today as a bit of a, a tribute to, to Bruce and the band. And it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from B. Goodbye, everybody.
And you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B.